0: Super Professionals
1: Podcast. It is the Super Coach Professionals Podcast. I am Paulie G. With me, Ryan M. S. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. A little bit later than usual doing this show, but uh, you should still have it for your Wednesday morning. Um, Just a late finish for us Tuesday night, but so we've got to get straight into things. I think we've been hit by a few injuries again, maybe not as bad as some other other weeks, but certainly um, they keep taking their toll. A bit later on we're going to actually go into, into some detail in regards to picking up guys through this bye period because it's not just about guys playing origin, um, it's also about the fact that injuries are starting to hit teams and speaking of injuries, the Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care Report, injury report uh, from Pat Lyons, he was kind enough to email us uh, through some information in regards to Sammy Burgess starting, um, we knew that he got the glute strain in the first half, the South's physio put up a, a video on the team website earlier this afternoon, saying that Sam felt irritation to his deep rotators and hip, but should be right this week now patty is saying it is hard to say and it could be from a problem in the sacroiliac. i hope i pronounced that right joint which may might be a little slow to settle pain in that region of the glute is rarely from the hip muscle themselves usually a lower backing issue that might linger around and keep him out for a week so if you're a sammy burgess owner um just be aware of that because obviously um South's not playing early either, so you just might want to, you know, halfway through the round against the Warriors, so you might want to keep someone up your sleeve in case um, he is ruled out late. Alex Johnston also missing from that game, only going to miss a week. They're saying with just a hamstring twinge. Um, Basically, he, he was cleared of my muscle tear but scans did show a fascial disruption so one week pat saying sounds about right dylan walker the um obviously (laughs) we all would have seen it by now the eye socket injury the fractured eye socket out um, a suborbital fracture to the eye out for six weeks and um pat saying that seems about accurate. Corbin Sims undergoing surgery to fix a broken jaw, out out for about six weeks and Josh Morris said to be sidelined for up to eight weeks with a lateral ligament tear in his knee. Um, It won't require surgery, but it will be a long rehab process and, of course, all those injuries for Coogee Bay Health and injury care out there in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. So if you're in the region, make sure you go and give him a visit. Pat, um, go via our website and get the discount 20% off your first visit there at www.supercoachpros.com. And I guess, Ryan, the big one really coming out of that, Sam Burgess, although maybe in some of those other ones we're going to see some, some guys get an opportunity, DCE not kicking goals, for example, because Hodkinson will now play in the halves, Savita uh, Pangai, um, maybe even more opportunity with Corbin Sims out, even though he's already been playing 80.
0: Yeah, look, it's, especially when we're talking about Burgess, um, he has been suspended, I think for four weeks all up mm. this season. Now... He is a possible limiting injury that may limit his minutes. Um, it's going to, yeah, as you said, you're going to have to have someone up your sleeve, I think, uh, because if he's not right, they're not going to play him because they are going quite well. south. It's not like they're desperate. Um, and, yeah. They can ease him for, through this period. Yeah, exactly right. And as for the um, Sims and Pango Jr., well, look, he's – He's going great. Um, he may have some added responsibility, um, thus more touches. Uh, so you know, you never know. Um, the guy 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 is clearly more than capable of that. Um, so that could be one to watch as well. Offhand, Goway, um, Jaden Sua,
1: and then we've got George Fire added to the bench. Obviously, Contoni Stags already there. David Fafita. Um, you know, there's some good ones there. Look, look, <laughs> that segs us in nicely to the notable team selections. Um, mentioning Staggs keeping a spot on the bench and George Fine named on the bench. Um, certainly the other one would be Jordan Kahu returning for Brisbane um, and Pangai is obviously remaining at the left edge. In that same game, the Corey Norman, Clint Gutherson swap um, and Manu Ma'u back to the left edge with Bo, <laughs> with both Scott um, out. I think I like your quote, Ryan. I'll let, you, I'll let you say what you think about what Brad Arthur's doing there.
0: Oh, it was the old um deck chairs on the Titanic, I think. <laughs> because yeah, whilst Gutho is can he's shown he can. He's a great can play five eight, no problem. Um, Corey Norman hasn't played there since I think twenty fifteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, I, Strange I see, move. The only thing, I don't see the value. You know.
1: The only thing I can think is maybe Jamin. You know, he's Salmon. He's been named in the twenty one again is a half. Maybe they're thinking Norman to fullback. back. Selman comes in, but without the fanfare of having six on his back, and Gutherson ends up playing like out in the centres, or even on the wing. We know that George Jennings probably got a tenuous spot on that wing position, and then there's Brad Takarangi who can easily move to the forwards. Um, that would actually be a great one if you have picked up Manamu, or looking at it, because Mo looks like a just super coach um, demon, playing in the middle third, so big Good if Takarangi ended up taking his spot on this in the second row, and
0: Mo stayed at lock. Yeah, absolutely. Mo um, was um, killing it um, last week. Uh, probably Parramatta's best by by a long margin. Yeah, yeah. He's been their best
1: week in week out <laughs> all the season, pretty much. And I suppose Arthur, you know, just went well. Get him in the middle because he just needs to touch the ball <laughs> more. Um, Raiders. The Raiders game against Manly, um, Tarpani out, so Papali's got to move to uh, the edge again. So he'll go back to 80 minutes, but you know he won't probably be as high a workload being out there. Manly starting... We, we're thinking as well, I should mention, Whitehead moving back to his right edge position, which he always... Seems to do better there from a stats slash gauge perspective. Manly is starting Hodkinson, as we said earlier. D.C. no longer kicking goals. Lewis Brown at hooker with Coruscant out this week. Not a lot of upside there. And if you kept Jack Goshevsky through all this time, keep holding, he's been named in the 21. So it can't be too far away. The, um, moving to some of the other games in the round, the Cowboys are sticking with their new look lineup Morgan at fullback, which is good news if you like him, Ryan. I know you're a fan of him when he's back at fullback. Certainly... Um, went a lot better, super gauge wise, last week, and the Cowboys also looking a bit
0: better. Yeah, they are, um, and he just brings that extra. Um, I guess, for want of a better term, that you know, that ball playing fullback, um, you know, comes into the line, and you can. Well, everyone knows his capabilities um, with with passing. Uh, he can kick. Um, I think he knocked over a field goal as well um, on the weekend. So. Yeah, he, he adds another dimension to him, um, whether or not, um, it's a, a fortunate thing for, um, Martin to be now playing in the 5-8 role. Um, <laughs> he played okay. For, I mean, oh, yeah, but... he uh, was playing poorly. Um, just saying that, uh, yeah, Morgan is, if there were two Morgans, um, yeah you'd know that he would take either of those positions if he could.
1: (laughs) And that same game, obviously, Cameron Smith back, but also Jesse Bromwich. um, And they're resting Ryan Hoffman, an interesting one. So Joe Stimson will get the start. Um, Kristen Welsh has been dropped from the 17 altogether. Um, Sam Cassiano is another player coming back. So a few changes there for Melbourne. Um, That will be interesting game in, in some ways. With Cameron Smith back, still going to be hard to ignore Damien Cook, the top scorer last week. It's just, I'll tell you what, if you picked him up at the start of the year, well done. Because basically, if you're in the chance in your leagues or in your uh, in the overall, it's pretty much because you picked Cook up um, from the beginning or certainly before he started rising in price. I think that's the key delineation this season between the haves and the haves-nots, is the Cooks and the... Not Cooks. <laughs> um, Gold Coast uh, have moved Ryan James back to the middle third, so that's an interesting one um, for anyone that owns him, although it's a lot less than it was a couple of years ago, obviously. Uh, Keegan Hipgrave will still start there with Kevin Proctor back, so that's good news if you're keeping an eye on him. Probably moving from right edge to left edge, though, to, make, uh, to let Kevin Proctor have his... Uh, preferred right-edge position. Still no Sean Johnson for the Warriors. That's a bit of blow for people that are owning him. It's starting to linger on a bit, and I guess while they're winning, Ryan, it's hard to think that they're really going to bother rushing him back. Mason Leno looks pretty good as his replacement.
0: Yeah, um, every time he's replaced Johnson, um, he's done quite well, I think, all but one game. They've won with Leno at the half. Yeah, and they aren't going to rush um Johnson back because he's so integral when he's fit um like yeah, well, everyone knows what he does for that side um so yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see whether they wait i mean look it's coming up to that round thirteen buy, and those those fears that we talked about when when he was first ruled out um for this you know period coming up to round thirteen yeah. are starting to come yeah. true now he's got you know, he's running out of rounds to well, he's come gone, back before yeah, the bye. He's, and, he's
1: run out of rounds because yeah. they're not playing in round 13. He's oh, they're not, not playing in round 13 in, yep. In, in, so in, that's it. He's not named at all in the 21. So, yeah, these. it's so difficult because you look at guys like him and Nathan Brown, you think, get out early. And then you look at Jai Arrow, where it looked like could be gone for a while. He hits back with a you know high 70 score after missing just one week. Um, so... It's hard to say, uh, you know, categorically one rule. It just doesn't apply across the board. You really got to look at it closely. Um, some of these other changes for the rounds um, in the Warriors game. RTS also backs. So I'm a mannering going to start ahead of Papali. At least that's what Kearney's saying today. And we've seen him change it in the past. Alec Johnston. Out for South, as we mentioned earlier. G.I., the man moving to fullback. It's still hard to see super-gauge value here. Inglis is playing very well. It's just not getting the results stats-wise. Sign of the future, perhaps, with Adam Dewey starting at centre. Um, Not a bad option there for for Souths. And, you know, probably already moved on from him. Um, But certainly a guy that um, playing in the centres might start moving back upwards. He was losing a bit of money coming off the bench for just a few minutes a game. The Sharks have dropped both Kurt Capel and Jake Williams with... Uh, Jack Williams, sorry, with Luke Lewis and Wade Graham returning. So, you know, that sort of decision has been taken out of your hands when when we had a few tweets about that a couple of weeks ago, Cape Will or Sorensen or Williams or whoever, and none of the above, I guess, is the answer. The Tigers bring back Fanua, move Thompson to the wing with Lola here returning, Uh, Josh Reynolds also coming back in via the bench. A watch list on John Olive. He's the new centre with Josh Morris out for a couple of minutes. Months He was a cheapie that looked good in the pre-season, and although Martin's named 13, he'll play right edge. And David Clemmer is probably another guy. Just keep an eye on because he's been posting some pretty big Subigo scores and from the bench. So he's been named a starter this week, but we expect he will come off the interchange. Um, Let's have a look at our predicted best now. And Tommy... T. Tommy Turbo leads the way. We know what he did against the Raiders in at Brookvale. So, going down to Canberra, a bit of a tougher assignment. The Raiders are looking a bit better now, but still, we love that matchup. Matt Dufty was incredible against Canberra just last week. So, we know fullbacks really do thrive against Canberra. Mahe Fanua is also uh, named after missing last week for disciplinary reasons. And he has a good opportunity to go large. Um, that right um, side defence for the Bulldogs. Ryan right, has been pretty poor for a couple of years. So for Nua Thompson, not a bad little combo to be coming up against the dog's right-edge defence, especially, um, I know Josh Reynolds plays on the right, but if he's coming in as a hooker, at a dummy half and playing against his old club, he may look to exploit it himself.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Um, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, there's lots of storylines in that game, obviously. Um, with lots of family connections and ex-players and all that kind of stuff. But, mm. yeah, that right edge does get punished uh, quite a bit. Um, I, I think Cronulla showed that. Um, Cronulla didn't play, you know, exceedingly well um, against the Dogs, but, yeah, they um, they uh, certainly streamed down that side a fair bit. So, yeah, I can imagine that the attack's going to go for Nua's way as well for the Tigers as it did against the um, Cowboys. So... Uh, we could see some um, something big from Vanilla this weekend.
1: And I didn't mention it in the team changes, but it was quite significant, although most people have moved on from him. Robbie Rocco, um, not named in, anywhere in the 21. Michael Cheekham, a guy that looked, looks pretty decent, actually. We've actually talked about him quite a few years ago. I think Andrew was a big fan of his when he was a Manly junior. Um, starting to put together some decent performances. So he's getting the start this week at... Uh, right edge with Rocco out so just keep an eye on him as well um some of the other big names for well, speaking of ex-tigers I know Wood's coming up against his old club but it's James Tedesco the ex-tiger that is rated highly according to our predictor um we all know why because they're playing the titans if you like me stuck the sea on Kalen Ponga this uh this week you'd be very happy um I wasn't so happy with injuries to Sam Burgess. I think he had three guys sinbind. <laughs> but one thing that was enjoyable was watching Ponga go large with that C on, on him. Um, Tedesco this week gets that same matchup, so we expect a similar result. Ryan Madison in the same game should also do well. Reese Martin. Um, Pete and I, Ryan, talked about it last week on the show. Reese Martin, trade him in, get him straight in your lineup. He did very, very well this uh, last week. We know edge um, runners do well against the Sharks, and Martin playing on the edge certainly got that. He'll get another nice uptick against the Tigers, who are a team similarly that give up quite a few uh, points to the second row forwards. Manu Ma'u, well, we talked about him a little bit earlier. He's certainly right up there, just depending... Uh, If he's playing left edge or middle third, obviously if he's playing on the edge, that floor to ceiling will be a lot um, more, uh, It will be a lot more expanded. Uh, Tyron Phillips is right up there after a big game last week. We'll talk more about him a bit later in the show. Tavita Pangai Jr. Luke Keary, another half uh, against Gold Coast. Another one of those spine against Gold Coast, I should say. Basically, all the spine get massive upgrades. Josh Papali going up to, back up to 80 minutes. Um, I think he'll have a good game against Manly. And Jake Jaborovic in that same game as well. Not to mention you and Aitken hitting back um, and guys like Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Latrell Mitchell. Taku Harris, Andrew for Um, all in there as well. Martin to power, Gareth with Raymond for Talamarino. The usual suspects at this point in the season. Highest price rates rise going into next round again. Martin, Fanua will finally get that good bump after we missed it la- last week. AJ Brimson, another spoiler alert. We'll talk about him a little bit further on in the show, um, but he's certainly right up there. When we get into it's a trap, and not saying that he is a trap or he's not, but we, we will talk about that soon. Uh, Luke Kiry as well, up there after a good uh, game last week, and obviously Phillips as well, even though he's already climbed a little bit, he's going to climb a lot more. And uh, basically the idea is, if you uh, if you go to our predictor on the app, you can not only see those price rises and predictions, you also can look at price falls. You can look at the two weeks uh, in advance. You can get a lot. And, and then there's your favourite, Ryan, the Dominator, where you can look all the way through the season
0: per position, which is very helpful. Oh, yeah, it's super helpful. I mean, I've banged on about it enough <laughs> this season so far. Um, I Yeah, I, I do use it every week. It sounds like an infomercial, but I do use it every week. <laughs> um, and yeah, just, I just, I, I, do use it for, um, you know, for, you know, you got three players, um, all, you know, all the same position. And then you can just find out, okay, who are they up against this week? And it'll, it'll give you the, you know, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's been incorrect in terms of who was the dominant player each time. Um,
1: yeah, I've used it, especially as the season now has rolled into this nice period where we've got a lot of a larger sample size. Um, your only fear would be if there was some mass. Uh, a team starts making mass changes and moving players about. Um, that's when you know maybe things will start to disrupt. But the the the, uh, the beauty of the um, Dominator too, what we do at the start of the season is we we kind of. Uh, try to balance between what happened last year with what um, the team changes have been made or um, club changes so we can also look at potentially doing that for the second half of the season with the Dominator to keep it sort of spot on Um, certainly if you're not already only I know a lot of our loyal listeners already own the app but uh, if you haven't for some reason, it isn't too late with Origin around the corner, we really highly recommend it, www.supercoachpros.com, follow the links, or you can just simply go to the App Store or the Google Play Store, depending if you own an iPhone or a Google Android, and uh, download it that way, Supercoach Pros 2018, you'll find it there. Um, Let's get on to our tweets now, and Benj asks, have I missed my chance to get on the Tyrone Phillips bus? So this is the, uh, the chance for me to send it to you, Ryan, because it'll be the first of our,
0: is it a trap or not? Well, um, look, you've given me a tough one, I think, because whilst Tyron Phillips is going well, like uh, and Penrith are as well, um, he's, his price is good. His average is pretty decent over... Um, He's only had three games, admittedly, um, but he's got, a, against the Knights, he scored a 17. Yeah. So well, he's that's got a really a low floor. Yeah. So that's the danger. I would say he's not a trap, um, and I think you can still get on the Tyron Phillips bus at the moment. Yeah. Um, He's a, probably a good pod, I would say, as well, because he's only been selected in four percent of teams.
1: There's a few problems. Phillips, obviously, with not playing next round, so you're sort of thinking, oh, I'll bring him in, and then I've got to sit him next. You know, I'll go on for one week and sit him for another. I'd be worried about that. Um, but in saying that, we've um, seen a guy like, you know, I know with Damien Cook, I thought, oh, he's going to get picked for Origin. You know, I'll just—I've missed the bus, and he's just gone from even higher and higher. And it's just—you just sometimes you got to get players in. I'm not saying, you not know, comparing the two in that regard, because obviously Phillips is no Damien Cook. But um, you know, it, it, it's not the be-all and end-all, um, especially if you're playing overall, because what you lose in round thirteen, you might get back in all the other rounds, and you know, and certainly end up in front. Um, I'm probably not getting him myself because there's quite a lot of. Um, cheaper options out there right now that um, I'll probably be be looking at instead. Um, certainly, the centre and winger. My biggest concern with that is it's it's a very weak position overall in SuperCoach. And if I'm bringing in another guy with a low floor that I've got to sit half the time, you know, I'd rather strengthen that position. Bring in some big names and try to play match ups using the Dominator. Um, and hopefully, if I've got six good centre and wingers, hopefully. Um, four of them have decent match-ups each time and the other two I can just sit um, on on that week. That's the way I'm thinking of playing it um, for the latter half of the season. Um, I'm going to have to pull... Uh, I'm pretty much like Parramatta Eels though <laughs> at the moment in, in the uh, what, how many wins I need to be there at the business end of the season. But certainly my team um, potentially is going to be very nice at that time but I don't know if I'll be playing any, um, any super coach by then. But we'll see. League Supercoach Huddle asks... It's been a tough year with injuries. League Supercoach Huddle has been... Uh, Spribson versus Tamaria Martin. Who needs to go first out of Jax or Lachlan Croker? Jax is leaking cash, but is an extra number for round 17. Ryan, um, the cash thing, we've seen some massive fluctuations this year. Um, do, you have to, do you have to be that worried when a player is leaking cash like Jax is, or is it a different ball game in 2018?
0: Oh, I think it's a different ball game. Um, yeah, he might be leaking cash at the moment, but in all honesty, he has a good game, and all of a sudden, it's you know, it's lessened yeah. a hell of a lot. Um, it's more. And about- if he has yeah a couple of good games in a row, which admittedly he's not in the greatest of form, he's had three stinkers really. Um, 19, He's... 12, and 29,
1: so... <laughs> he got the concussion in the middle one, that kind of really yeah. in the first yeah. half.
0: So, I mean, Yeah, much. that is a little bit unfair, but, but um, they we're, we're terrible just talking supercoach points here. <laughs> well, Melbourne were very bad. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Um, Melbourne are going bad. Is it just because of Jack's... Um, is it a number of, you know, com- combinations? Um, so, look... I just don't think he's that type of player that's going to make waves on a
1: football field. I think he's just, you know, he's probably like a poor man's Cooper Cronk, and that's probably why Bellamy quite likes him. He just comes in, and he does a little bit, and he doesn't
0: make mistakes, and life goes on. Well, yeah, he doesn't make mistakes, except when the rest of the team makes them, it really negates that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he's hard. He's a hard... um, But out of Jax and Lachlan Croker... Well, it doesn't. I don't think it matters. I think they've both got to
1: go, and yeah, and you're just a matter of which one goes and which week. Um, I don't think you're holding Jacks to round 17. I'm hoping you can manipulate your lineup so by round 17 you've got a pretty pretty strong squad, and you're not really carrying anybody. Um, you know, but but again, you might be wanting to save some trades. But definitely, Brimson for mine uh, ahead of Tamiria Martin. I know that Martin, you know, dropped a long way back in price, and now he's on the way back up. And he plays, you know, both five-eighth and halfback, which helps. Um, but I just not. I mean, both sides aren't going well, so there is that risk too. Um, it's just something about Brisbane when we watched them in the pre-season and I think both you and I Ryan watched him and thought this, this kid can play um, and I just, I just feel even though he hasn't shown it too much he did get that try at the end of last week hasn't shown it too much yet I think he will grow into that role from what I've seen of him um, and certainly plays with a lot of confidence apparently he's when he got, finally got picked, he said to Garth "And what took you so long? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's confidence.
1: <laughs> Travis 2036 asks, hey guys, thoughts on bye planning for round 13? Do you think it's a jinxed round considering the players people have brought in only to be injured or not selected the next week? I.e. Lamb, Kenner, Sorensen. I'm thinking 15 good players is enough. Or I'm thinking 13 good players are enough. If you're playing overall, it's really not worth it to structure your um, 24, what is it, 20, 25 rounds at the moment. Um, it used to be 26, of course, but your 25 rounds around two weeks. Surely the yeah. other 23 are more critical.
0: Now, look, I've read and listened to a number of people talk about round 13. It's like gotten to like hysterical levels um, of planning because – no, that, that round, I think it's around, between around 15 and 16, there's that five trade round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't want to, I, I mean, maybe that's people's strategy of going, okay, I'm just going to get everyone I can in for round 13 and then, you know, knock them all out with the five trade, five trade round. To get him for round seventeen, but I think that's kind of you're just know. not going to really... get enough out of it. And
1: in the past, yeah. when you had buys in different weeks, all through the Origin period, you had different teams on buys. You had constantly it seemed that the Eels and the Rabbitohs were always playing an Origin. So when you brought in Souths players, and there weren't many, but you know, you Nathan. No, I think well, Souths and Eels. And you had Nathan Browns. You had maybe Cody Walker. You got three games out of them because they didn't play any of the origin rounds. This time you're going to get one because it's the only buy that they have. And if you own some origin players, then you're going to miss them for two, which isn't that big a deal. Now, sure, if it's an older origin player, um, obviously Cam Smith's not playing this time so it did, doesn't really matter but going into the year you might have been thinking he'll do what he did last year and miss games after Origin and therefore now it's starting to sort of hurt so there might be a few players out there looking looking at that but Ryan if you look at the top um, performers overall um, not a lot of them are certainly not a lot of them are previous, prior Origin players they might be <laughs> current or future but um, at this point, it's hard to even look at that. I mean, Widdup, you know, doesn't play. Feeder's not going to play. Ponga, I doubt. You know, obviously Cook's at the top. He They're saying he will after the season he's had. But he hasn't prior, Ryan Madison's were in the top ten, Tom Alolo's in the top ten, Tedesco's in the top ten and they're saying he's not gonna get picked. Well, if you feel good you're saying that. But you know, <laughs> Cohen Hess, they're saying he's not gonna get picked, another top ten player. You know, I don't know, is super coach that different to reality? Um, I don't think Hess has had a shocking season even though the team hasn't played the best, but everyone's saying he's not living up to his you know, what he did last year. You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Look, I think 13 is going to be plenty of players for around 13. If you can get 15, good and well. But if you're doing that just to pull your team apart later on, I think it's counterintuitive and counterproductive for your team, really. Uh, Unless you've built in a a good system or or a good strategy, um, read those buys. But, um, yeah, I don't see the value in that.
1: Cape Neve asks, uh, would you trade out any of the following? JT, Watson, Cody Walker, Callum Ponga, or uh, Teddy to get Tamaria Martin in your side. Alternatively, would you met, would you recommend him a buy over Brimson, or is Brimson a must-have? A crystal ball for origin would be nice.
0: Um, I'm worried Tamaria Martin's going to be, it's a trap. Is he a trap? <laughs> yeah, look, I don't I, I don't like that. I don't like um the whole the whole love for um Martin. Uh especially look, I know G J T's not going great at the moment, so maybe you can swap him um for Martin, but I don't think you're gonna get any better um any better points from him. Mm. Um Watson, Cody Walker, you'd keep him you can't keep him unless he plays Origin and Teddy. Um, you kind of do the same. Um, you've got a good yeah. side there. I mean, even Watson, um, who maybe, you know, I don't know if you've
1: held on to him or brought him back, but um, he's starting to sort of go in an upward trend again. Admittedly, it was a great matchup last week, so don't think he's going to pull those sort of points off again, you know, next week or the week after, but it does help just for a bit of money. The one guy. Um, Cody Walker plays around 13 so you know I mean I brought him in for that reason and and but he's you know unfortunately his mum passing away uh, that was kind of a big a big thing you know and I'm just wondering the last two weeks his form's been pretty poor um, you yeah, maybe maybe this is a, a tough you know, it's a tough time for him and his family and maybe it's not
0: you know the, football's not on the forefront for good reason in his mind, yeah, it's bound to affect him um, in some ways. I mean, I don't think it'd yeah, <laughs> it would affect anyone. Um, so, look, it, I dare say, you know, a week or two more, and uh, you know, might come back um, to the form that he was in um, before that happened. But you definitely, you definitely want to keep him. I think
1: is Brimson. He's
0: a dual position as well.
1: Yeah, is Brimson a must-have? Do you think?
0: jeez uh, I don't know he, he could be good for you when you're if you're looking to make a little bit of money he's not going to make you a hell of a lot but he is cheap yeah he's he cheap, certainly and is he, cheap
1: and he's someone that can just sit on your bench yeah I mean that's right. what I'll be looking at is just a way to, to sort of re- or recycle out a half that's not doing much yep. you know with one that just sits on your bench making a bit of money and then see what happens later in the in the season.
0: Yeah. Look, he's, he's he's got a 30 and a 53. Um, the 53 is bolstered by a try. so Yeah, exactly. Know, At going the, back the to last, around the 30, a, 40 in mark.
1: A, in a game that was very high scoring. I mean, I mean Asher Taylor's going to dominate that team. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, maybe it's Taylor that you're looking to get, not Brinson. Um, he could, Taylor could really have some big scores coming up. I think Nathan Pete's back is a huge boon for Taylor getting the ball. Um, Daniel Capasso asks, are you interested in Cheekam? Is Fitzy a must for round 13? Well, Fitzy was our... I know he's been your man over for a little while now, Ryan, maybe not, not just this year, but he was my man trading in last round and 49. I was a bit bummed, I thought, against the Titans. He might get close to 100 himself, so um, he should bounce back, you would think. Um,
0: well, yeah, he good. definitely. He that forty nine came off the back of an eighty eight and an eighty three. Well, that's the thing, and that's why. And you he's, know, yeah, he's hit eighty um, another he, two times in the year. He called it on this um, week. I think
1: a month ago. So if you listened, <laughs> you would have had him. Would have had him for those two eighties. Well, why
0: is He fluctuates a bit in his minutes. Um, he's going back towards 80 after yeah um he's played yeah he played a bunch of um full full uh, minute games um then a few um where where i think he either got injured or had a little bit of a rest as well um but now he's back up to that to that full complement of minutes so um yeah if you need a second uh, someone in the second row and you've got the cash because he's not cheap he's just on the brink of 600,000
1: yeah, it's going um, to cost you.
0: Yeah, but but I think he's, he's well worth a, a, a dip if you if you're going to go that way. Is
1: Cheekham another one of those? It's a trap.
0: Uh, Four hundred twelve thousand. Um, I don't know if he's even a trap. If you can, I, I just think he's way too expensive for what he puts out. Do you, but just purely, the centre and wingers so bad, and he's a
1: dual position play. Just well, if he's putting up these, if he's going to get close to 80 now and he's going to get these 50 minimums, you know what I mean? Like, is that's that, his is that upside, possible? Yeah. Well, that, that's his upside. I mean, he top-scored. They that, that that weren't, weren't good against Penrith. No. He <laughs> top-scored and that was interesting, but I mean, he playing a different position, of course, because he had to fill in for um, Naguama. So, yeah.
0: now he goes in one position in an edge. You know, yeah, and it's know, a little bit tougher to make, yeah. a little bit tougher. make the metres... Um, but you know you'll do he'll do a, he will he'll do more a bit more base stat work there. Yeah.
1: Uh, Freddie Fingers asks, hi fellas, King Gutho or Mado and TMM or Brimson, who has more upside? Job security. Heart says Brimson, more cash. But head says round thirteen. Well, Freddie, we're not worried about round thirteen, so maybe your heart's smarter. But I tell you what, um, for people in my boat that are kind of looking at probably pods a bit earlier than we usually need to. Maybe that's the King Gutho, Brian, going back to 5'8". Is there something there that he can start pounding out well, some big scores?
0: I think Gutho has been pretty good when he when he's come, come back. Like, you got to think that he's spent, what was it, um, I don't know, at least over 12 months out of the game. Yeah. And the guy's played right. 80 it, minutes. it
1: probably take him the whole six. season... Like it'll probably be till next season. He'll be back at 100. percent Like he's probably playing. He's probably not going to be able to play 400 all year.
0: Yeah. And he started getting better. Like um, the last two games, I've netted him 60 each, and both of those games, parameter. Um, well, I mean it's indicative of the season, but both those games, he hasn't been. Parameter haven't been great. No. But, but yeah. he's managed 60. So um, yeah, King Arthur could be the. That that guy, he's, I mean, he's a decent price too, and he is a dual position. Dual position. I know that we're not
1: wor- too worried about it, but he does play round thirteen. Uh, maybe Guthrie and Brimson's the way to go. Look, we like Ryan Madison, though. I mean, I already. Oh yeah, well, I've got that own up, So him, so you know but I don't mind that idea, Gutho. And Rob Elkington asks, with the year that is for halves, is it a two halves run home or four? What are the targets in these positions to be blunt and honest on what can only be weighed up as super coach rubbish? What is with the MILF? Well, Brisbane are not firing, um, but he's not the lone ranger, is he? There's a lot of halves out there that, you know, you're just going, what? And the one good one, Sean Johnson, is not playing.
0: Yeah, the halves are stinking this year. <laughs> um, ben Hunt has been good. Uh, Widdop's been good. Uh, as you said, Sean Johnson has been good. Yeah,
1: um, Widdop and Hunt are your common sense ones, especially after round 13's done. I think Widdop's a must.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you don't have Widdop now, then you're getting him after round 13 for sure. Um, Cheruban's got- not kicking goals anymore. That's going to be
1: a bit costly.
0: Yeah, it, look, it's going to be a little bit costly, but it, I don't think it's going to affect his scores that much um, because mm-hmm. his scoring was really coming from um, setting up tries and stuff like that. Um, he's been a up and down all season, though, Jerry Evans. He's, yeah. like, he's had a 40 and then he's had a 130, well, that's then the another thing. 40, then an 86, then a 23, then a 79. Um, so there's a, a huge variance. What about Michael Morgan? The fact what that he's now put playing together. fullback. Well, that is interesting actually because four sixty five three hundred plays.
1: You know, for Supercoach' point of view, five eight then halfback.
0: Yeah, so that's handy. Um, we got sixty nine at the fullback position. Yeah.
1: The fullbacks um, have been
0: dominating Supercoach this year. Yeah. And to be honest, he only had one game since uh, that in the five eight position that beat that score yeah and that was back in round six so that's 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 the guy you target pretty telling yeah He I mean, play again he, he will he
1: won't play round 13 that's the thing because he'll get picked for origin i yes, think even though will. there's a lot of halves in the he'll be there if he has to wear 14 you know he'll be there yeah he'll be on the bench um, or he'll be the five eight one or two surely so you know there's that to weigh up but yeah again it doesn't matter just just get him in um get him scoring points for your team because the halves at the moment aren't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just need to mention Henry at Heslam35 as well because he's asked not a question for the pod per se, but it would be awesome if there could be some discussion around the Denver test short turnaround around round 16. Kearney's saying no one's going to back up. Implications... As on buy planning so that obviously is a big hit even going into this round um, Ryan some of those guys we don't know which ones are going to be named it's going to make it a bit tougher but I guess it's more the forwards you know the the, the, the guys like maybe um, James Graham and Sam Burgess not that Graham's getting a lot of love these days super coach wise but certainly Sam Burgess um, there might be some concern over Gareth with it but I think you'd probably cop that. The one advantage um, round 16 with everyone playing, you won't if a couple of your guys are out of course they can still play if um, you, you still have guys to cover and I think that's the big deal with the planning and that's the difference between planning some of the others is just the fact that you've got um, you'll have the rest of your roster available to you um, I don't know sort of looking at it and certainly unless Callum Ponga announces that he's gonna go for New Zealand. I don't think he's done that, has he? No. Look at that top list again, you've got Whitap. Um you've got, you know, the next the next internationals are gonna be playing for Tonga. Guys like Fafida, Tamalalo you know, maybe Marty Tapau might be might have some love out there. Yeah. Um, I don't I just don't know if there's enough players out there that are playing for those two teams, those two countries, that it's going to make a big difference. And we don't even know which of those players are going to agree to go over there. And we don't even know out of those players that go over there, which ones are are going to be stood down for sure.
0: Yep, exactly year. right. That's a bit yeah. of a um, one that's at yeah, uh, we'll wait and see, unfortunately. Yeah.
1: I think we're about wrapped up uh, for this week. Uh, Ryan MS, thank you so much. No worries at all. And I'm Paulie G. I'll be back next week. Peter Hanscom should be back on board and of course we'll talk all things Supercoach, the buy round upon us as of uh, this time next week. So plenty more to chat about. And of course, if you haven't already downloaded that app, go to the website www.supercoachpros.com and follow the links for Android or iPhone. Bye for now.